of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Lincoln Live today is with Lancaster County Sheriff Terry Wagner. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, Dale. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I would have never thought, ever would have thought that windmill blades were a thing worth stealing. Uh, but that's that's the case. A 41-year-old Exeter man went to jail this week for listing stolen windmill blades on Craigslist. I'm a farm kid. I've never climbed a windmill, have no desire to have ever climbed a windmill, but for uh, his purposes, I guess it's uh, aftermarket, and there's a market for them. Uh, my, before we get into that, was it as simple as your deputy searching windmill blades on Craigslist? You know, uh, not exactly, uh, but you know, I, I had the same thoughts you did Monday morning when I was reading reports, and and there were 15 blades stolen off a windmill, and I thought, what? Why would somebody steal 15 blades off a windmill? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, apparently it's very popular in some home decorating circles and certain motifs. So, you know, our deputies regularly search search Craigslist and those kinds of things for stolen for stolen uh, items that we have had, you know, stolen in burglaries and thefts and that kind of thing. And uh, you know, in the farm in the farm uh, category, um, there were there was an ad for windmill blades and so uh you know the plan was let's uh see if we can buy these windmill blades and then get them identified as the ones that came off of the windmill uh that were stolen so we did that on tuesday afternoon uh a deputy bought those blades and then you know we had to work and, and ensure that those were the blades that had been stolen and then on on wednesday uh that ad was still up on craigslist and uh, so another deputy called, um, would turn out to be Spencer Lyle, and uh, asked him if he still had the blades. And he said he would the next day. Uh, he could only meet him the next day. And, and um, uh, lo and behold, we had another theft of uh, windmill blades up around 98th and, and I-80, just north of there. And uh, so he was arrested then on Thursday uh, for the th- those two thefts of those blades. So. That's good work. Yeah, it was interesting. Uh, it was one of those things I had not dreamed of before. Terry, the farm kid comes out again. How in the world, I mean, most windmills that I've seen, they're rusty. They're old. Did he have a sawzall and just make quick business of it? How, how did he do it? I'm, I'm not exactly sure. Um, um, you know, the the bolts and the nuts that held those blades on to yeah. the on the windmill apparatus were rusty, but he was able to get those free and wow. and uh, get them off there. And 5,000 bucks for 15 blades. Yeah. All right, Lancaster County Sheriff Terry Wagner with that story. That's how we start our conversation here on Lincoln Live. From there, let's go to uh, the autopsy for Carly Schaff. Uh, two months since the body of Carly Schaff of Lincoln was found along the shore at Pawnee Lake. She went missing May 17th, found on June 10th. Share your insight, Terry, into why 
there has been no autopsy report. Well, you know, there are two phases to the autopsy. There's the the gross autopsy, obviously the examination of the body by the pathologist for any uh, for any outward signs of cause of death or or manner of death, and then uh, then there's the microscopic, the toxicology, and those kinds of things to determine, uh, you know, the total picture of what caused this individual's death. Um, those those tests are um, sometimes easier to perform than others, and it just depends upon, you know, the condition of the deceased and a number of other environmental factors, and. Um, you know, in this case, it's just uh, taking a, a bit longer. And, and then once those toxicology results go back to the pathologist, they've got to evaluate those results with the rest of the information that they've gained from the gross autopsy and then report those to us and the county attorney. So I am not concerned that it's been eight weeks. Four to six weeks is the normal turnaround time on toxicology. Um, eight weeks is... a uh, you know, it's a little longer, but it's not concerning. No, and I want to draw listeners back to that statistic that you said, four to six weeks for toxicology. Even in a good case, it's been it's about a month. I mean, toxicology takes more time, just generally speaking, let alone something that's a little more complicated as the uh, Carly Schaff autopsy. That's, that's correct. And a lot of times we'll get uh, preliminary autopsy results, and then it's usually conditional or pending you know the toxicology reports so um yeah they're, they're very important with uh with developing that entire picture of of why this person died so um you know it certainly is um an active investigation and once we determine what the manner and the cause of death is uh, then you know the investigation can can move forward Next place we go is Wincrest Winery, a, a problematic place to drink wine. Uh, deputies were called to the winery at least 10 times the past four months, including eight times in July. And wine wasn't the problem. The owner was. Yeah, this is another one of those situations that, that was pretty bizarre. Um, apparently, the owners of Wind, Windcrest Winery uh, sold the winery to somebody else. They moved out of state. Uh, it's a lease purchase agreement kind of thing. And a Hastings woman uh, entered into that contract with the owners and then started hiring people to run the winery for her. A dispute uh, ensued between the the manager of the winery who was hired by this woman and, and uh, overpayment and a number of other items um, it just kept escalating, and then finally, uh, um, you know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, the woman, you know, texted the uh, the manager and said, you know, playtime is over, and discharged uh, a thirty-eight caliber revolver. So, obviously, deputies uh, were detailed up there. The woman was arrested for. Uh, for terrorist threats and um, trying to get the whole situation resolved. Uh, and I think that it is now our calls for service have, have stopped and uh, hopefully that business relationship will end. Sheriff Terry Wagner with me on Lincoln Live. Uh, talk about this mobile trailer 
that you'd like to buy with money from the Department of Homeland Security? This is a um, the mobile camera trailer. Um, you know, when we have a, when we have a large gathering, a large event, uh, like Frog Fest is a good example. We can take that trailer out there. It's got a, a pneumatic mast on it that uh, goes up um, 30 or 40 feet. It'll have a camera on it, and we can kind of monitor the crowd, a large crowd, uh, you know, from our mobile command post. So it's uh, it's usually um, for those kinds of events that uh, it gives us a big picture of what's going on. You know, when you're on the ground and in a crowd of 5,000 people, you, you can only see about 10 feet in front of you. So this gives us a big picture and helps us direct our resources more effectively. How is it handled now? by deputies on the ground well um it is handled by deputies on the ground and then we you know we have a command post there and and just rely on on folks that are attending to alert us to any issues and then and then we respond and so this is a little bit more proactive approach if we can see the issue um, before somebody has to try to find a deputy uh to get to get the, the problem taken care of do drones help in a case like this well, they do, um, but you know, according to FAA regulations, you can't fly a drone oh. over crowds of people, and and then they have a very limited uh, uh, flight time. You know, they they're battery powered, and so uh, twenty to thirty minutes is about the extent of their of their flight time. So it, it's uh, not not as useful as you might think. When will you know? if you get the trailer and the technology inside? Um, I, I believe we have already, uh, the, the contract has been signed uh, by the county board um, and um, uh, it's, uh, it's on order now. So we should, uh, we should have that, I would guess, in the next uh, 60 days. All right. In the time we have left with Sheriff Wagner, I want to talk about recruiting because I've spoken with Fire Chief Engler and he's recruiting firefighters, EMTs and paramedics, acting police chief Jackson recruiting both public safety sectors, strongly encouraging females to sign up. Uh, LSO is recruiting. Uh, how many female staff, Terry, do you have in your office and out on the streets? You know, we have about 10 percent of our staff that are that are female. We'd certainly like to increase that number as well as our number of, of diverse uh, applicants. Um, but right now we just we just need applicants. Um, our, our applicant uh, pool has dropped dramatically over the last two years. And so, uh, you know, it's, we're doing, we're, we're trying a number of different strategies to uh, attract folks to work here and to not leave here. That's the other, component is the retention is equally as important as the recruiting. Um, you know, you're looking at almost a year from the time we start advertising for deputy sheriffs to when that deputy gets on the street, it's almost a year. So it puts us behind the eight ball for that period of time. Um, and so, uh, for instance, right now, uh, you know, we, we are at full strength on paper, but nine of those uh, deputies are someplace in that training pipeline. And so they'll start start plugging those vacancies as they come out of their training cycles. Um, but it uh, it puts a hardship on the rest of the office, uh, you know, um, shifts or, or short staff sometimes 
uh, overtime is mandated at times. And so uh, it's really important to try to get those folks and keep them. You have some great experienced officers and deputies and people on your staff, and that's great, but there will be a time when they want to retire, when they're due retirement. And so with fewer people coming forward, those who do, taking a year to train, uh, you got to get them up to speed quickly. It's And it's not just the sheriff's office. It isn't rural law enforcement. It's, as I mentioned, Chief Engler, Fire Chief Engler is having an issue with public safety in the fire department and uh, acting chief jackson trouble nationwide finding law enforcement officers you know i think one of the common denominators between all three operations is is their 24-hour operations mm -hmm. and so uh you know with the job uh with the job uh, vacancies as low as they are uh if people don't want to work midnight shift don't want to work weekends um there are a lot of jobs available that are eight to four thirty Monday through Friday, and um, that's an important draw for a lot of a lot of people. Terry, it'll be September the next time you and I talk. Yeah, it yep. was Labor Day will be behind us. Labor Day will be behind us. I remember when it was Memorial Day and we were kicking off the summer season. Now we're going to wrap it up with Labor Day. So we'll talk next month. Thank you. Okay, thanks, Dale. Appreciate it. Lancaster County Sheriff Terry Wagner with me on Lincoln Live.